There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. From the Intercontinental Hotel in Dubai Festival City. This is Talking of Books. Live at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. Hear from the world's greatest writers. On Dubai Eye 103.8. They were right. You can hear from the world's greatest writers at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. Annabelle here with you. And with me in the co-host, not just chair, but very comfy sofa. Co-host right. sofa, exactly. Co-host sofa. Only the best. <laughs> is children's writer Rachel Hamilton. Hello. Delighted to be here. Seems fitting to move on to somebody called Roald Dahl because nothing seems to get children more excited than Roald Dahl's books and wonderful words. What's one of your favourite Rotson words? Oh, you put me on the spot there. I have put you on the spot. Well, in front of me, I have some wonderful ones. Goose Gruggled, Fluck gungled and gobble funk. Why am I saying all of these words? Well, it's because we've got Sarah Jane Arbery and (laughs) and Fiona Ross with us. I'm going to do a quick introduction. So Sarah Jane Arbery, you are a writer, performer and practitioner. You work with schools. You're an outreach poet for the Ledbury Poetry Festival. And Fiona Ross, you're an actress, director and choreographer and an associate artist with the Royal Shakespeare Company, directing and leading projects, including teacher training and young people's initiatives. My goodness, is there anything you don't do? <laughs> cook. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> I think Rachel's with you there. Uh, yeah, not enough time to cook. Not mm-hmm. enough time. Um, so, rotsome and repulsant words. You've got your session later at two o'clock. Um, would you mind um, introducing it a little bit for our listeners? How did this book come about? Uh, well, it's published by Oxford University Press. Um, and they specialise in publishing dictionaries. So in 2015, they published uh, the Dictionary of Roald Dahl's Words. And so this is kind of a follow-up to that. So this book deals with just his rotsome words, just the rude words <laughs> in Roald Dahl's books. So children books. love it. Yeah, they do. They, <laughs> they go crazy for it. <laughs> well, at the end of the show as well, we teach them how to say them without grown-ups knowing what they're saying. But you have to come and see the show to see how we do that magic moment. There's something fascinating about that. And it's, you mention it in the book, about the fact that a word can be so similar to another word and yet not have that same power to shock and horrify, but can secretly work for well, you. Well, it sort of channels your frustration. Yeah, you can absolutely sort of spit those words out without offending anybody, hopefully. So you can say, ah, oh, swog swallopers. And, and, and everyone else is completely oblivious. Oblivious to what's going on. <laughs> but what do you think it is that makes certain words have that, that power? Well, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about Shakespeare, actually. It's, it's to do with the vowel sounds. So actually, those big, long, powerful, open mouth sounds are really, really, really good. And they've proved, haven't they, that um, not swearing as such, but using expletives actually does affect your mood. You, it does make you feel better. They've done a lot of research. Yeah, there's a, lovely, <laughs> there's a lovely one in Shakespeare, which we use in the show, is a rapscallion. Oh, that's a brilliant you know, word, and that's, uh, that's a great word, you know, and hits all the right buttons. <laughs> What do you think it is about Roald Dahl that continues to have such a hold? Because if you go into shops nowadays, he still gets an, in- yeah. an entire wall in some yeah. stores. I think he, he dared to be naughty, you know, and children love that, you know. Um, it's almost like he, he speaks their language and um, he says things directly. He addresses things that um, children absolutely love and won't say in front of parents like whiz-popping and all this. <laughs> You know, so it's just, it, he gives children the permission to be naughty. And that's what we do in our show. Um, so, you know, we, we, we invite chiddlers, as they're known, <laughs> to insult us. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> do you ever, do you have to be careful that you keep a fine line or do you just let everybody roam free and do as they wish? 
well, no, I, luckily I have Miss Trunchbull's whistle with me. Oh, fabulous. So when things get a little bit lively in the audience, out comes the whistle and actually <laughs> we control the naughtiness. <laughs> but we do actually say in the book, that, uh, well, in the show, that um, this isn't about using ordinary, dull, boring, rude words because everyone knows them. Um, this is about making up your own words because you need real skill to do that. Yeah. And also in the kind of in the blurb for the book, it talks about how good it is that kids are being taught about language and how to form words. And do you, can you talk a little bit about why it works to do it the way you're doing and why that's so important? Yeah, um, I mean, in the show, uh, children get to the chance to actually do some writing and make up their, their own words. Um, so, for example, when we're talking about um, how giants curse or how Miss Trunchbull insults her pupils, um, there's actually a formula that's used. Um, so, uh, so, for example, um, use something, something of something means that you're using adjectives, nouns. Um, so that's a, a form of, of teaching grammar. Tricking them into it, being educated. Oh, absolutely. By stealth. <laughs> yes. I love it. Very much absolutely so. Perfect. But I think what else is really important about Dahl for kids, though, is that he does champion them. And, you know, kids are get a rough deal sometimes don't they they don't get a big say and whatever so he puts them absolutely in the driving seat and they fight all sorts of injustices and and that's a great skill as well you know and also as along with the other old doll books your book is illustrated by Quentin Blake isn't it and mm. was it important to you to keep that same sort of feel with the Roald Dahl canon as it were yeah I mean Quentin Blake has got he's got Roald Dahl off to a T I mean it's such a they are synonymous now I mean you know I can't imagine another illustrated illustrating Roald Dahl's books. I mean, obviously, there, there may come a time that that happens, and yes, it, it would be good to experiment, but um, I think Quentin Blake has caught the... There's lots of different nuances in Roald Dahl. It's not just about being rude. There are other sort of emotions and feelings coming into play here, and I think Quentin Blake actually captures that in his illustrations. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, you talk at the end of the book about how there isn't just Miss Trunchbull in the world, there's also Miss Honey. Mm. And so, is there any plan to do a kind of similar thing with lovely words rather than <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it would go down as well. It's not quite as much you fun. You wouldn't get to make a whistle out, would you? No, 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 no whistle. No, probably not. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get to get your whistle out, which sadly, would be a terrible shame. Sadly. But the show that you put on, I mean, I walked down to the green room the other day and I saw some rather incredible costumes. I mean, how long did it take to put together the show? I mean, there's lots of, like, there's props involved, I imagine. Sure. So it's a sort of, it's like a performance, but with a bit of a workshop in the middle. So I, we, we sort of rehearsed for a couple of months, I suppose, but not intensely, and just developed the show. It was Sarah Jane did a lot of the writing, and then we improvised around it, and that work went into the script. So it was, it was in development and in consultation with the Dahl Trust as well. And do you go in as Sarah Jane and Fiona, or are you characters? No, I, I, well, I go in as Sarah Jane, so um, I, I remain a, a zany <laughs> version of myself. Great, and, and I um, age about 25 years and um, appear as Granny Fee, who's incredibly rude to the young people. Uh, you see, their faces are quite shocked, actually. Yeah, what she, just what called Granny what? Fee was very much modelled on um, the horrible grannies in uh, George's Marvelous George Medicine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Grannies yeah. always get a raw deal in there. Oh, that must be so much it's fun. really liberating, actually. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> quite therapeutic. Oh, yes, I feel a much nicer person by the end of the show. George's Marvelous Medicine is actually one of my favourites. Do you? What's your favourite Roald Dahl book? Mm. 
I well, love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Um, because that was the first one I read when I was a child. And it's, I think, really, you, you don't forget the first one because that's your way into Roald Dahl and his world and uh, how he speaks to children. And um, it was just, I mean, it had all the things I loved, you know, uh, farmers picking their noses <laughs> and trying to outfox Mr. Fox, you know, and just it's great. I still remember the rhyme, Boggus and Bunsen Bean, and it's yeah, still stuck in my head after reading <laughs> yeah. it like 20 years later. Yeah, I've, I've got to pick Matilda, really, because she's such a kind of funky little kid and who just takes over the world, really. She mends the world. She mends herself, doesn't she? And, and it's full of, it's got those fantastic fantasies, the way kids imagine, you know, the lost parents, and suddenly mm. she imagines, area, you know, it's just wonderful. I think it's a wonderful book. What's so. brilliant is we've all got different favourites yeah, as well, because I, I just said mine was The Witches, and so it just oh, shows okay. kind of what power he has, but it's not just one yeah. amazing book. He's got a whole series. And what Witches I, I yeah. love because of the relationship between, between the boy and his yeah. grandma. It's it's, it's actually the first time that it's it's not just been Matilda all the way around the table oh, really? as that's well, which is oh, really, really nice. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Matilda would be my second choice. Ah, oh, okay. Choice. But I love his um, autobiographical writing as well. You know, it's so yeah. um, boy, about a boy and um, is it about a boy? The boy is the boy. Yeah. Boy or boy? Boy. Mm. Boy. Mm. And boy. And boy is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're wonderful because you just get that sense of of, of him as a as a sort of rather damaged person so I think that's what allows him to empathize with young people really yeah I think that comes th uh, through as well in James and the Giant Peach mm. yes because there's that beginning where suddenly J you know, James is there with his family and suddenly they're not there anymore mm. and it's 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 said quite boldly you know that they die um, but then the story carries on and I just think he deals with that kind of feeling that would go with that really well you know it's okay this has happened and um, we have grief but now we're going to go on and find out what happens to this child that has had this incredible horrible thing happen to him and um, I just think Dahl has a he really does have a sort of way into thinking how children react and and, um, and perceive the outside world when things are horrible for them you know it's really interesting actually because we're judging a short story competition in a couple of hours and I was reading through them last night a lot of the children have written about loss in that sense of actually the value of family but also how it feels to lose somebody and I, was, I thought absolutely that's what Dahl does, that's he makes he it catches. okay actually, he sort of mm. takes you by the hand and goes it's alright, it happens, bad things happen but it's okay. Yes, yes we've, so. we've noticed that in um, in story competitions, that often there's this assumption that children will, will write like happy, yeah. jolly things but often they do turn to, to darker things. I was just saying to Ross Collins, I got called in, uh, my parents got called into a parent teacher's evening because they were worried that I was drawing pictures of the Grim Reaper <laughs> I was perfectly happy I was just <laughs> interested in. I think that's yeah, the thing yeah. isn't it in childhood, there's not such a fine line and things don't become quite so frightening because they're just a fact of life. and then as you get older you you'd kind of divorce the two more and it's yeah. harder yeah. we're yeah. unfortunately going to have to leave it there but thank you okay. so much Sarah Jane thank Arbery you. and Fiona Ross for joining us we can't wait for rotsome and repulsant words later on at two o'clock brilliant thanks so much thank, thank you. you you're listening to talking of books live at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature hear from the world's greatest writers on Dubai I 103.8 there's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.